You're listening to a Radio DePaul Sports Podcast. This spring quarter, due to the COVID-19 and the closing of campus, we will be presenting a series of historical and hypothetical sports commentaries to keep you informed and entertained. Be sure to check us out on Anchor FM, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, and follow us on Twitter at RDP Sports and on Instagram at Radio DePaul Sports. You're listening to Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. This is Boston Roots, the first quarantine Radio DePaul Sports podcast, brought to you by Rudy Hodgson and myself, Abbas Hadwala. And for today, we have a special guest, Alana Uriarte. Alana, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Hanging in there, Rudy. I am doing all right. Feeling pretty good. Trying to survive right now. Trying Stay to draft some quick players. <laughs> and I'm assuming both of y'all are enjoying being out west in the good weather. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. That's definitely. the only good thing about being in quarantine. I, I agree. Guess that, I guess that's true. Anyways, we got some fun stuff planned out today. Since there are no actual sports, we have to get really creative with what we talk about. I can't talk about what happened in the NBA last week anymore because there is no NBA. But <laughs> one thing NBA-related, lately, Rudy, I know this will make you maybe happy, maybe angry. I don't know what it'll. I don't know what it'll do. Okay. But I've been watching. Um, NBC has had all these like old Bulls games on. So like last week it started out with like the 96 uh, Miami first round matchup and now we're on to like the New York matchup and dude MJ is it's amazing watching him when it's not highlights because like you see like (laughs) goods and the bads, and then there's way more goods than bads god he's so good Rudy he's just so good you know it's funny you say that a boss because um I was just watching the other day um, a man named LeBron James, who was actually the greatest of all. And, Those are some spicy uh, words. What was that? What else was I gonna say? Oh, did you hear about this? Uh, NBC reported it um, this morning. Uh, LeBron has legally changed his name to Le Goat James because he is the goat. <laughs> this is fake news. <laughs> Uh, for those that don't understand sarcasm, that was a joke. Was a I, was, I was also watching the 2011 finals, and uh, Legault James didn't look that great. All right, Jake, we get it. They lost that year. <laughs> Anyways, now that the uh, the Jordan-LeBron debate is over. It's never over. It, it, it's never over. It's, never, it's over. never over. Yeah, I can't really say that much to L.A. people. Uh but yeah, for the best. <laughs> Virtual <laughs> <Take it> over. <laughs> anyways, anyways, anyways. Uh, go Clippers. <laughs> what the hell is that, a boss? LMAO, the Clippers, as if they're actually relevant ever. They're not even a team. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll wait for Rudy to recover from his injuries. <laughs> Get for talking bad about MJ. Owie. Okay, I'm fine. It's the beauty of live television. Everything goes on. Exactly right. All right. Let's um, get into what we're going to talk about today, guys. Yeah, Quidditch. So, first off, we're going to give you, because Rudy here is a little bit of a beginner in terms of in terms of the game of Quidditch, while Alana and me are are experts on the subject, right, Alana? I've written, I've um, read Harry Potter multiple times, so yes, yeah, all of the books, all seven of them, multiple times. Good, I'm good. Just the kid all a nerd, um, <laughs> so I'm into that stuff. Yeah. Seven books. They're pretty. They're pretty easy. I mean, they're like made for like younger kids. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're like breezing through. Oh yeah. All right. So Rudy, we're gonna fill you in on this game of Quidditch, and then we are going to draft our own teams. There will be an NBA draft and then an NHL draft. 
I don't know anything about hockey. So, Alana, you and Rudy will will do the the NHL draft, and then Rudy and me will do the NBA draft, because that's all I know about. But before we get to there, (laughs) we do have to, you know, bring everyone up to speed, because we don't know how good people's knowledge is on this game. Uh, I mean, like, the number one thing, it's played on broomsticks, flying. They're flying the whole time. And then there are not there's not just one ball like we see in in most sports there are multiple multiple balls there are three different types the snitch the quaffle and the bludgers mm-hmm. um four balls in total two bludgers we'll start with the one that does a lot of the scoring and that's the quaffle so the quaffle is like the non-magical ball i believe it's like wooden or something yeah, and it has these weird little divots in it so that they could hold on to it while they're flying around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so the quaffle, there's like three three people on the on the field called the chasers. There are seven on each team. And the chasers, they pretty much take the quaffle, fly from the defending side of the field to the opposite side of the field. And there are three like goal posts. They kind of look like racquetball rackets like they're just round or like badminton rackets they're just round uh they have no net obviously and you have to get it into one of the three um goal posts um quick thing points each time yeah something i always thought about after was how did they get the ball after it went through the hoop like does it just fall to the ground do they grab it before like is there like a magical spell that returns it to the middle i've always been curious about that I feel like it goes to the keeper that got mm. scored on. Yes. And then they pass it to their teammate. Yeah, yeah. And then like I like that. Out. Yeah, because then it, it transfers the possession of ball. It seems very fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's how it goes. But so anyways, okay. there's the quaffle. And then the chasers are the only ones who deal with the quaffle and then the keeper. The keeper is like your goalie. He goal he guards the three goal posts. We mentioned him earlier, him, her. Uh, earlier, um, so this is the keeper, the three chasers, then there are three other players uh, on the on the field. I don't know. Do do you call it on the field because they're not really on the field? You know what I mean? They're in the air. I think it's called the pitch. The pitch. That's yeah. like the British word for field, right? I guess you could say they're on the ice. <laughs> they're in the air. <laughs> 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 on the court today. <laughs> Rudy brought the jokes today. <laughs> very dry, <laughs> very stale jokes. Yeah. All right. It's quarantine. I'm to contribute to the conversation. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> we got the, the quaffle, one of the three balls, and then we've got the chasers and the keeper. Then there are the beaters. The beaters are like your uh, kind of your like defensive players. If you want like a basketball analogy, I would think of them as like a help defender. It's like the and help a defender. And a hockey analogy would be a D-man. Your defensive players. Your blue okay. line. Okay. Yes. Except the, That's the, the line is my favorite. <laughs> it's it's a non-contact sport, so it's not right. like. The, the, the beater's gonna come over and well, there's contact, but you get penalized for it. That's um, true. So the beaters have bats, and then there's that other ball called the bludger. They're two bludgers, and these things are like chaotic little. They they just like zoom at people. They kind of act like they're alive. Yes, yes, and they like goal... have a mind of their own, going back and forth. And their goal is to knock people off broomsticks. So. The bludgers, the two bludgers, are flying around, zooming at people. And the beater's job is to protect the chasers from the bludgers that the opposing team's beaters are hitting towards them and to go on the offensive as well and hit the bludger towards the opposing team's beater, to the opposing team's chasers. So kind of like your your help defense sliding over either to protect or to go on offense as well. Um, and when you think of that, like, like you said, like a, a defensive player, kind of. Um, but they can also go on the offense. Then there's the seeker. The seeker... Offensive, defensive player. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like when when you played like floor hockey in gym in like middle school, mm-hmm. there'd be that one person who could cross mm-hmm. both sides. Yes, I totally, under- I totally know what you're saying. Yeah, so like that person, I guess. I, I don't know. That was a really bad analogy, but I tried. <laughs> um, so there's six. There's that's six players: the keeper, the three chasers, and the two beaters. Yeah, I can't do math. That's six. Uh, and then we've covered two of the of the three uh, balls. Then there's the last ball, the snitch which is like tiny and it just flies away and you can't really see it. So then there's one player called the seeker whose job it is to find the snitch. So the seeker will like go way above and just watch the the pitch to see if they can see the snitch. It's gold in like the books you've heard them say, like they saw like a gleam or whatever, like the light bouncing off the snitch or whatever. Uh, the snitch, if you catch the snitch, it ends the game and gives your team 150 points. So if you're down by more than 150 points, you don't want to catch the snitch. Alana, anything else to add to that? Uh, yeah, if you have seen the movies or watched, uh, if you've seen the movies or read the books, you would know that Harry Potter is the youngest seeker for Gryffindor in a century. And that's one of the defining traits of who he is in the first book. So that's a fun little thing to add. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> I am a Harry Potter nerd <laughs> I know it all so I guess we've got the basics now mm-hmm. and when we were doing prep for this I gave y'all some film study did you watch the film study Rudy? oh hell yeah of course always kidding me? I love Harry Potter live die breathe Harry Potter yeah. watched it every That's night me. before I got to bed um uh, instead of going to my Sunday mass, I went to watch Harry Potter. Uh, I think I'm I think I'm ready for this one. Wait, you didn't go? You didn't attend the remote mass? <laughs> no, no. Dude, I stayed home. Last. You're exposing Rudy. yourself, Rudy. How could you? <laughs> All right. So, anyways, now that you've listened to my really boring drone about the game of Quidditch. I think we're and ready. very interesting facts. <laughs> yes. Your fact made it brighter. I, I, I really thought I was getting boring for a sec there. But anyway, now that we're, we're ready now for the draft to pick our team. Rudy, Alana, are you ready? Yes. Okay, NHL is going to go first. So whenever y'all are ready, decide who's going to go first. Alana, I'll let you go first. You want to start with the keeper? No, I want to start with the seeker. Okay, let's do it. Um, I will be taking the fastest player in the NHL. They call him McJesus. Damn it. Honor McDavid. All right. <laughs> he has won the um the speed skate for the NHL, the skills competition, like three years in a row. Kid's a fiend. Well, I'm Did you choose go him too? My backup. I was gonna go with uh, McDavid. I had a feeling now he was gonna go. I mean. um, so I'm going with somebody that's not as fast, but he is a great playmaker, and he's gonna get this ball or puck, whatever we're considering it, to the person that he needs to get it to. I'm going with number mm-hmm. 87, Sid the Kid, Sidney mm-hmm. Crosby. Yeah, both great choices. So yeah, what's next? Um, do you want to do keeper next? Sure. Uh, I chose um, who I personally, as much as I dislike the teams he's played for, he I think he is the best goalie in the NHL. Okay. Andre Fleury, or oh, at least wow. he was back in the day. Yeah. That's a great pick. I was not gonna pick Mark Andre Fleury. I was kind of in between my heart and logic. Mm-hmm. Um, my heart. So pick quick and who? Boy, Jonathan Quick. <laughs> But I'm not going to go with Jonathan Quick because he's not playing very well. I'm actually going to go with uh, uh, our boy Jake's man in net, uh, Ben Bishop. Oh, a former I love king. Ben Bishop. I guess it's okay. Great player. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was. it was between uh, Marc-Andre Fleur and Pecorine for me. Pecorine is also a really good pick. 
Yeah, I, I think they're both very good, aggressive goalies, and I think that they, they both are really good. So I I picked Bishop for his size. He's just so big, and he's so agile, yeah. and like just seems like any, everything that was in the description. So that's why My I picked... super backup was Juice Soros. <laughs> juice is loose. So good. The juice is loose. <laughs> Orenthal, James Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want to do Pacers now? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Boss, cut Plus, that do you out. want to do like one and one? What was that? Do you want to do like one and one? Yeah, sure. Back and forth. Okay. My number one chaser um, is Mitch Marner. Great playmaker. Small, fast. Uh, kind of a pest, but not really. So I thought he would be a good choice. Uh, my chaser, my first chaser is going to be probably the greatest goal scorer of all time. Uh, behind Wayne, I went with Ovechkin. Because uh, he can just score. And that's what you need a chaser to do, is score. So, he was my first pick. Yeah, that's a good... See, I went with, like, younger players, because those are the yeah. ones that I know the best. Um, so, my number two is Austin Matthews. Oh, my God. I didn't choose him also, because he's on the Leafs, but I think that he's a great goal scorer, and that he yeah, is sure. big, and... He kind of is like a foil to Marner, but they work really well together. So I was like, yes. They should play them on the same line more often, honestly. They should, but they don't, which is ridiculous to me. Yeah. But I guess we're not going to see them play mm-hmm. for a while, so that gives them time to figure it that's, out. That's true. That's true. Uh, my second player is a, uh, also a Russian guy. He also won the MVP last year. Really good, really young. Nikita Kucherov. From the Tampa Oh, Bay oh. prolific. I forgot goal. about him. He's so good. He's he so good. He's so good. Okay. My last pick. I was thinking of people who I know can just score when they need to. And I was thinking from personal experience for this one, because he is a San Jose Shark. Okay. Evander Kane. Okay, that's a great Evander pick Kane, too. underrated player. Great player. Honestly, I think he's probably the best player on the Sharks right now, or before the season ended, <laughs> because no, he's just he's really consistently good. one of the best players out on the out on the ice. So yeah. Well, I got really lucky because you of my picks. Um, I'm gonna go with somebody that I like a lot. Uh, he's not a king. Mm-hmm. I hope he's a king someday, but I don't think so. Nathan McKinnon. Uh, he is quick as hell. He is a just a god-given talent and he's gonna win a cup in colorado i guarantee it so he's my third and final pick as far as the chasers Peters. all right well number one gotta go with the best offensive defenseman in the league brent burns my king no my pirate man he is literally so good so good consistently one of the best defensemen in the league for like the past five years that's true. He's been really good. My heart could never let yeah, me. And I stand by choosing really him good. as my first beater. Yeah. Uh, I also went with my heart on this one. Uh, I went with Drew Doughty. Um, easily, easily he's gonna go down as the best defenseman in Kings history. He's not doing so good these days, but I still think like when it comes down to it, like you want Drew Doughty on your team, and I want Drew Doughty on my team, so I picked number eight. Yeah, that's uh, my Brent Burns was not only a hard decision but also a logic decision because he's great. right. Um, uh, my last person to choose my beater, I was thinking in sheer numbers of size and like ability to be imposing to the enemy. I chose Zadino Chara. <laughs> oh, wow, that's a great book. Yeah, the biggest man in the NHL, a uh, large, large, I've... scary man. <laughs> Um, the two, the two beaters that I was in between are from the same team, but I'm going to go with the younger one. Um, I'm going to go with Kale McCarr. Mm. Uh, He's young. He's going to be really good. He reminds me a lot of Dowdy, um, but just a lot smarter and a lot quicker. And, um, I think he's going to win the Norris in in a couple years, and I really, really thought he was going to win the Calder for Rookie of the Year this year. Uh, Uh, Yeah. 
my last beater. He's going to be my last pick. Okay. Cool. Well, uh, shake your hand virtually. <laughs> Good job, so, sir. <laughs> How do you feel about your teams? <laughs> um, my seeker is fantastic. He, they call him McJesus for a reason. That's all I gotta say. Easily um, with the seeker. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's what the one I wanted to choose first because I knew you would also want McDavid. I would have picked him. Yeah. Yeah, he was my the first thing I thought when I looked at this was like, okay, seeker, con, con, McDavid. <laughs> As you should have. That guy's amazing. He's ridiculous. He's like if he were doing like best of all time, I still think I would choose him because he's ridiculously fast, and I that's what you look for in a seeker. Taken, I probably would have taken Wayne all time. Yeah. Seeker. I don't know. I'm thinking of him now, and I'm like, he's not. As fast as Connor McDavid. No, no, not at all. Wayne Wayne just like was the complete package where like he could make up for his speed with his passing and his shooting. And well maybe not his shooting so much, but he was yeah, a really cool scorer. Sounds uh, like another goat I know. But I I think I think if you look at like seekers though, like they have to be like the kind of player that is like kind of a one and done sort of thing. Like they go in, they get in there fast and they make the goal. Sure. Like because that's what I think of of a seeker. And so I was like, that's Connor McDavid all the way. If you look at like half of his highlight reels, it's all just him doing crazy spins around other people and then getting it yeah. into the goal. Um, I agree. So, yeah. And then I like my chasers because I, I think Evander Kane can play well with anybody and Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner are already play, play great together. You can see that from clips of them playing together. It's a very energetic game and I think that the three of them would work really well together. Uh, my only regret as far as the chasers would have been if I, because my replacement would have been Pasternak from Boston. Um, mm. That would have been an all European chaser line. That would have been a very dangerous line because you, you have the top three goal scorers in the NHL together on one line. Like you're going to get goals. You're going to get your chances and, and somebody like Ovi, he's just going to capitalize. So I, I'm, I like it, but I still, I still give the edge to McKinnon as far as like talent and goal score ability over Pasternak right now, which is probably not the best pick. What was that? Yeah. The thing that would worry me about having, like, the three highest goal scorers on the same line is, like, you're going to have goal scorers but not playmakers. Right. That's why I had McKinnon. That's why I threw Mitch Marner in there. He could be a seeker in his own as well, McKinnon. Yeah. So he could be, like, a a good one-two for Crosby. And Crosby and McKinnon, I know we're not really, like, getting too deep into it, but – they already have a lot of chemistry because like, they grew up together and stuff, and they're like best yeah. friends. So, um, I that, saw the Tim Hortons. That's really beneficial as far as like chemistry, and then Obi Kucherov, who are like, you know, the Russian connection right now. Like they are literally the face of Russia. So, uh, yeah, I think I think they would work together well, really well too. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, yeah. for the beaters. Um, I I thought Dowdy and Makar would have just been an absolutely unreal combo because they're virtually the same players, so they complement each other really well as far as uh, how aggressive and how defensive they are, but they can still put the puck in the net. So if you are kind of panicking to get a goal late, you can get a shot off the point and just get a goal there. But also, can you imagine Burns and Chara playing together? That would be really hard to get through. That'd Blowing be really- my mind. The, the Just the, the ridiculous intensity of the way that Brett Burns plays and then the ridiculous size of Chara. Yeah. Like, I... Who? That would be incredible. <laughs> I would, like, emerge into another form. Like, that would be crazy. Um, I would, like... like into my actual form. That's how amazing I think it would be. Um... <laughs> Huh. But yeah, keeper. I'm glad I got Marc Andre Fleury because not only is he a great guy, great player. I've always loved Marc Andre Fleury, even though I've always hated every single team he's played for. Um, but that's okay. I'm happy with my keeper, uh, Ben Bishop. He's really good. I, I think he. I think he could have very easily won the Vezina last year. I think he was on pace to win it this year. Honestly, um, mm. I mean, he really helped the Stars, and he's been really good uh, these last couple of years after a little bit of time where he didn't look so good. So. He bounced back really well. I'm really happy with him. His size, his speed, his agility. I think that's really good stuff that he would bring to our team. 
I think that uh, another reason that Ben Bishop didn't really do that well back in the past was because he was bounced around from team to team, so he never really had time to settle. But yeah, I agree with you. Great, great goalie. All right, let's let's move forward here. Uh, NBA, I can start screaming again. Oh boy! <laughs> Since you started second in the NHL draft, you can start this one out. Uh, do you know which position we want to start out with? Uh, I want to or... start off with. Are we doing all time or are we doing uh, current first? Let's do. Let's just mix them. Do we want to just mix it together? Okay, then I want to start with the Chasers. <laughs> All right, let's start with Chasers then. Your 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 turn. You see, when it comes to the Chasers, I I feel like I'm I'm winning either way here. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you, because we're both gonna pick these players. So let's just get it out of the way now. With my first pick, wait, I need a I need a good Quidditch team name. Uh, Alana, give me some names. <laughs> um, Thunderbird. Uh, Arvark. Uh, <laughs> what's a magical kind of thing? Uh, Armadillo. <laughs> Boom. Go for it. Team Armadillo. Now, what was the second one? Ardvark. Ardvark. All right. <laughs> I think I'm just gonna go with something else. <laughs> uh, oh no, the Thunderbird. Great. Oh, okay, how about this? How about this one? Alana, what do you think about this one? Huh. The Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, Who? my gosh. Or the Dodgers. Los Angeles Dodgers. No, but it's basketball. <laughs> oh, yeah, but, like, Dodgers all the way. How about <laughs> we're just going to be Team LA. Okay. <laughs> just Team LA. Right, the first, with the first selection of the Quidditch draft, Team LA is proud to announce that they will be taking LeBron James with the first overall pick. All right. Okay. My team name is Team Darkside. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Damn it. (laughs) And uh, with the first pick of the uh, first Quidditch, first ever Rated Apollo Sports Quidditch draft, Team Darkside selects at Chaser from North Carolina, Michael Jordan, the GOAT. I'm changing my team name. (laughs) We are Vader's Battalion. (laughs) Because I am Lord Vader. (laughs) I am your father. With the second pick, or the third pick technically, but our second team pick. In the first ever Quidditch draft, Vader's Battalion is proud to select 6'6 from Lower Marion High School, number 24, Kobe Bryant. Oh. Yes. Yes. That makes my heart hurt. Yes. I like that one. R.I.P. Mom. All right. For Kobe. (laughs) For Kobe. With the second, with our second pick. Four you goals. can't win. You can't win. We have Kobe and LeBron on our team. It's team over. Dark Side. Team Dark Side selects Russell Westbrook, University of UCLA. Wow. Huh. Interesting pick. Um I, I think my thing with Westbrook is that like you need somebody who's fast, who can score, who can get across the pitch quickly, and is good at, you know, going in and out of traffic. And I don't think anybody is better at getting out on the fast break than Russell Westbrook. And going into traffic, he he's a maniac when he does that. I mean, some of his transition dunks, some of his transition moves are just unbeatable. Um, I agree. That's a great pick. Um, with the third pick, um, for my chasers, um, I'm going to pick. Uh, one of my favorite players today, I know this probably isn't the best, but let me give you my reasoning behind it. We have a strong penetration and size and athleticism in LeBron James. We have probably, in my opinion, the most versatile scorer of all time in Kobe Bryant. Um, 
I need someone that's going to complement my seeker and someone that's going to be someone that can absolutely take over. Um, and for that reason, um, I know this is kind of uh, a bit of a sin, um, but I've decided to take someone that is defensively and scoringly, I guess if that's a word, a very versatile and amazing player, and I really wish we would have signed him this offseason. Vader's Battalion is proud to select Kawhi Leonard. Oh, I thought you were going to say Shaq. <laughs> no, I, I, Shaq, Shaq, is, uh, Shaq is around, but he's not going to be one of my seasons. Like, I was, like, hoping so hard. I was like, Shaq, 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 no, Shaq. Not yet. All Rest assured, Alana. Rest assured. <laughs> Ooh. All right. With the... With our third pick, sixth overall, Team Darkseid selects out of the University of, wait, Arkansas or Alabama, I forget, Scotty Pippen. Oh! Yeah, I think it was Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, I'm I'm happy with with this group. We've got two incredible passers, one very underrated passer, and uh, of like you said with with Kawhi, it's just a versatile, it's a very versatile group. Uh, since you took him, I was gonna have, because we originally had an idea of doing one current team and one all time team. He was gonna be Scottie Pippen was gonna be one of my beaters because I wanted him to be one of my defensive players and I wanted to position him strictly on defense because I think. While people will always remember him as being the two and the one-two for the Chicago Bulls, people really, really forget how strong of a defenseman he was, especially when someone was trying to drive in. So I think that's a great pick, but um, I think you have him in the wrong position. But, you know, as a manager, you could always flip-flop him around. So, you know, smart pick. Here, Here's my thing with him at Chaser. Um, he was a point guard in high school. And for the beginning of his college career. So I think as a scorer, he was, as an offensive player, he was adept. And I think he could really play that that role as, like, the number one chaser, the facilitator. I mean, sure. people say that, like, he molded his game after Magic Johnson. And you see LeBron has molded his game in some ways after Magic Johnson as well. So both of them are like that. You know that 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 X chaser, if you want to say, the guy who's going to distribute, the guy who's going to find his open, you know, his open teammates, um, and I think he really fits that role really well. Obviously, Westbrook fits that role too, but I think uh, Scottie Pippen came in as like as that point forward. I mean, he kind of he kind of created that that position point forward, and I think For, I think uh, chaser is a great spot, but beater as well. He was an amazing defender, right? For conversation's sake, you want to add a bench player? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, I'm going to give you someone that I think would be a very good four, a very good bench player. On any other team, this guy would be starting. Um, my fourth optional chaser, I'm going to go with um, Kevin Durant. Okay, okay. Um, I originally had Kevin Durant as my keeper, but after evaluating my team, I think I kind of want him as a backup chaser. Um I think that when it goes down, once his career is over, if he can stay healthy, I think he will be within the top 10 all-time greatest basketball players in NBA history. Um, that's more of a personal opinion. I know some people agree with it, some people don't. But he is just such a such a dominant scorer, and he is the kind of person that when, when it comes down late in the game, you want him to have the ball. Because I have someone like Kobe Bryant, because I have LeBron James, and because I have my third person in uh, – Lord have mercy. Who did I pick? Kawhi. Kawhi. Um, I think I think uh, because of how I strategically picked my top three, he's a very good number four to replace Kobe Bryant off the bench or even replace uh, LeBron off the bench too if need be because he is a big guy that can come down in the post. Yeah, absolutely. And he was actually on my – I was thinking about putting him on the first team, but I was like, you know, I want to have some fun with this instead of just going with the guys like you said – these top 10 borderline top 10 NBA players and guys who seem like obvious fits. I want sure. to have fun with it. So, uh, but he was on my, he was on my second team, I guess, if you want to say, um, but I actually have a former Laker 
as my guy off the bench. Okay. The guy as a chaser, I think he's improved a lot as a as a playmaker this year. First time All Star. He's got so much length. People compared him to Durant. I've got Brandon Ingram wow. as my guy off the bench. A guy who's really improved and has turned into a really good scorer. And I just love his length because that guy has the longest arms I've ever seen. And I think that would help as a chaser. Bigger than Birdman? <laughs> Birdman. Birdman now, was scared. Since I, since I started off with the chasers, it's only right that you get to pick the next position and you get to make your first pick. Hmm. All right. Uh, let's let's save Keeper for last because I feel like Keeper, we can have a lot of fun with that. Sure. Uh, let's go to Seeker right now. For my Seeker, um, it was actually a close one. It was between two point guards. There was like a tweet uh, yesterday that was comparing these two guys. Like, who would you have taken in their prime? Uh, but anyways, like, I, it was between CP3 and Derrick Rose. And my Chicago side is like, hey, yo, Derrick Rose for sure. But I think as a seeker, and it, I was basing this solely off of, like, court vision, if you want to say. Sure. I took CP3. Okay. Because I think in terms of vision, I don't think there there aren't a lot of players who have like his type of vision. And I think as a seeker, he would bring some intangibles in. Like I feel like he wouldn't just be like, hey, I'm going to w- go way up here and just watch. I think he'd try getting involved in his own way. And he'd be like a good floor general. I mean, Harry as a seeker was the captain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think CP3 is the captain of this team because of the way his career has been. Now, uh, you know, we're going to call an audible here at Vader's Battalion. I was going to go with an all-L.A. team. I was going to hit you with uh, a lot of hoopla about Magic Johnson. But there's a lot of versatility here. And, uh, you know, I was going through my backups, and I was thinking of Russell Westbrook, but you took him. I was thinking of, uh, obviously, Steph Curry, Steve Nash, Magic Johnson, but... You know, here at Vader's Battalion, we think of doing the absolute most evil thing we can do to our opponent. And I think the most evil thing you can do is go straight for the heart. And that's why Vader's Battalion is proud to select from the Portland Trailblazers, Abbas Dahad Wallace, favorite player of all time, Dame Time, Damian Lillard. Welcome to the purple and gold Vader's Battalion. boss is very angry <laughs> no actually i'm happy you did that i'm happy you took him because i was thinking about him for seeker too but i was like you know i'm gonna just i i like cp3's vision a lot but i do like the pick i i just don't like that vader's colors are purple and gold uh, because i think vader's colors are black and white i mean look at his suit yeah if anything maybe some red maybe, maybe like some red, some though. red and black some no. chicago bulls colors no uh, some empire colors but no, uh, you know, purple and gold, pick. baby. Purple and gold. <laughs> purple is regal. Yes. Uh, but let me let me give you my reasoning behind the pick. Uh, <laughs> even though, yeah, it would have been nice to have Steph, or it would have been nice to have Magic. Obviously, we wanted to go with someone that would not only bug our opposition in the dark side, but he also can be a very good floor general. And let me tell you something. When Damian Lillard is on, Abbas, you can say for yourself, I've heard you preach on it, he is probably the most dominant player on the court. Um, I also picked him because he's another kind of person that he's not afraid to take the ball in himself. And like Harry did, he can he can be the kind of person that can come in and save the day at, late in the game when you have so many people trying to focus on LeBron or Kobe or Kawhi or Kevin Durant. You still got to worry about Damian Lillard. Um and I've played 2K my whole life to know that this guy can pull up from just about anywhere. Um, so for that reason, uh, Damian Lillard, welcome to the dark side. Uh, JK, welcome to Vader's Battalion. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's a, that's a great point because the Seeker te- technically is like the closer. They they end the game. Um, and, I mean, it, there's not, not that many players who are better than Damian Lillard in terms of closing the game. And actually, you know, it brought it back to me this year, NBA, um, the leading clutch scorer this year has been Chris Paul. Uh, and Damian Lillard's not far behind. He has been incredible. I don't think they've been in enough close games because their defense is trash. 
but he is i mean we we all saw that shot last year he's a closer he's he's a perfect seeker all right let's go on to the next position should we do our beaters next uh sure all right your turn um well you took my pick in scotty uh, so I decided to go with uh, arguably the best defender in the NBA today. Um, and I feel like because this duo is already uh, dominant in person, why not have them join Vader's battalion together once again? Also from your Los Angeles Lakers, number three, Anthony the Brow Davis. Welcome to the team. This this pick really does not need much of an explanation. I mean, passion and and and... Uh, bias aside, I think we can both agree that this guy is just absolutely dominant in the paint. Uh, even when he was playing for New Orleans, he was dominant. Um, it's no surprise that LeBron would want someone like Anthony on his team. And, uh, you know, if he has him in real life, why not have him here uh, in a galaxy far, far away? So Vader's Battalion is proud to select from the L.A. Lakers, Anthony Davis. Oh, I know Alon is loving man. that pick. <laughs> what a beautiful man! I love Anthony Davis. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of the. I'm a fan I, of the I was pick. like, it's oh really my god! <laughs> it's absolutely a great pick. Um, I I kind of saw it a different way. I kind of went for um, not as much size, but I looked for like lockdown perimeter defenders, and uh, you know, it's fitting that you took LeBron because um, I'm gonna take the guy who many in Chicago before like 2013 saw as like this lockdown defender who they once in a while would call the LeBron stopper, even though there's no such thing as LeBron stopper. There's a LeBron slower downer, but you can't stop LeBron. So for my wow. career, hey, somebody clip that's that. Praise somebody for um, LeBron. Are you sure you don't think he's LeBron. the GOAT? I mean, yo, there are a couple players who are like that. Lillard, you can't stop him. LeBron, you can't stop him. Steph Curry, you can't stop him. KD, you can't stop him. You I can't feel like you can MJ, stop you can't Steph Curry because Steph Curry's pretty what? short. Those three that you just picked are on my team: Durant, Lillard, and Anthony and LeBron James. So have fun. I feel like you could stop Steph Curry because he's kind of short. So if you get the <laughs> he height advantage, she brings up a great point. She <laughs> <laughs> creates so much spacing. But anyways, anyways. Uh, so I took I'm taking Luol Deng as my first beater. Oh, it's it's wow. very much a hometown pick because I love Luol Deng, but uh, I think he fits the mold as as a beater as my as my first beater. Can I just say, uh, dang, what a great choice! Yeah, that is uh, a great choice. <laughs> uh, you made this a little hard on me uh, because now I'm thinking of perimeter defense. Uh, I was thinking of taking. Uh, someone like uh, Matumbo, Gobert, Olajuwon. Yeah, Gobert? Yeah, Chamberlain. Corona. Well, I mean, that's the thing, is if you mess with me, I will literally tell Gobert to touch your guys, and then he will give all of you guys Corona, and then I will uh, win the game by default. But uh, for that reason alone, I'm going to go with uh, someone near and dear to the Chicago Bulls' heart. I'm actually going to go with arguably another one of the best perimeter defenders of all time. I'm going to go with... Uh, uh dennis rodman okay 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 uh, i know he, and, and... he's on my second team for for beaters actually <clears throat> i i thought he would be a great perimeter defender i didn't really take that into consideration so i took a little bit of your advice there um but yeah i mean you have you have anthony davis guarding the paint why not have someone that's going to guard the three ball and, and, and uh, dennis rodman easily knows how to get in people's heads he knows how to get in people's faces he's not afraid to take crap and uh, I think that's what made him very successful in his career, and not, not just his uh, extravagant lifestyle. So um, for those reasons, I think it's only smart that we add Dennis Rodman to Vader's battalion. Yeah, and you know, I, I agree with that pick, because not only is he the, the perimeter defender that you're talking about, he's also an incredibly good uh, uh, rim protector, so you've got backup there as well to, to back up Anthony Davis, and I think Dennis Rodman, especially watching him the last few days, I've been seeing these like classic Bulls games. He can fit as as a keeper as well. I mean, one of the best rebounders ever. Uh, the guy nobody's gonna boss around. He was, he could, you know, he did an amazing job defending against Shaq in the '96 um, or '97 '96 uh, semifinals and uh, or in the conference finals. Excuse me. 
and he's doing it as somebody who's like a hundred hundred pounds lighter than Shaq, a couple inches shorter. Still did an amazing job against Shaq in that Orlando series, and it's one of the big reasons that Chicago was able to advance in that series. But anyways, uh, going into my uh, my second beater, here's a guy who the purple and gold hate him. They they despise him. He oh, talks God. a lot. Uh, I know you probably you, both of you probably hate him, and you're gonna love that I'm saying this. From Chicago, Illinois, the team dark side selects Patrick Beverly. Oh my God! Lockdown defender. <laughs> it was between him and Tony Allen. Yeah, that pick sucks, boss. <laughs> that was a stupid pick. <laughs> hey, man, I've got to take him. He's a hometown guy. <laughs> yeah, take him. He's a hometown guy. Guys, <laughs> I hate him. Please explain, explain, explain your explanation. I apologize, I cut you off, but explain your oh, explanation. I mean, uh, Beverly, it, it explains itself. He's a lockdown defender. He's been an all-team, all-defensive all player for a couple years now. Uh, he can guard anybody. I mean, you see him guarding LeBron. He had that nice little. Uh, yeah, he, he played nice defense at the end of that one game where he had that block on the three-point shot. Um, We've seen him go up against everyone. Uh, I mean, it doesn't matter if they're LeBron's size, if they're a point guard. And he really fits the team really well. He's very unselfish player, doesn't need the ball on offense, able passer. Um, and I think he fits all the qualifications for a beater. All right. Well, with that being said, let's just head right into the keeper. Yeah, all right. Um so for me, for me, it came down to I, I wasn't really looking at like centers as much for this one. I mean, that would be like the, the it, it would make sense to get like a rim protector since it kind of is what you have to do as a keeper. But a keeper also has to be agile, mm. has to be able to move really well. So I kind of I I eliminated guys like Drummond. Uh, Embiid, uh, I eliminated Gobert, I eliminated these seven foot tall guys, um, and I kind of settled on these like power forwards uh, who we've seen who have been such defensive anchors, and I came down to two guys at the end, and the guy I picked, um, I think he fit the bill a little bit better, uh, kind of fit my personal preference more, the other guy's probably better, but um, I kind of like who I ended up picking, so... With the last pick in the draft, Team Darkside selects Draymond Green out oh. of Detroit, Michigan, as our keeper. One of the best defensive players in the league during his prime. Yeah, kind of slowed down a bit without without his all-star teammates around him, putting up his uh, <laughs> his triple singles, as, as Charles Barkley would say. But um, I think in terms of being a keeper, he really fits the mold. Really good defensive player. He's been one of the best in the league for a while now. And I think a prime Draymond Green is exactly what you need uh, as a keeper because you really don't need a seven-footer. You, you don't need some really tall dude. I think you just need someone who can, you know, play defense at a high level, on ball, uh, you know, perimeter, paint. He can do everything. Um, before I make my pick... Um, I want to say hi to a very special guest that just joined the show, Alana's dog. I don't know your name, but you're adorable. This is Max. Hi, Max. Hi, Max. Sorry, he came in the room and I had to put him on my lap. Max, how you doing? Can you can you honor us with a bark or something? Speak. Bite nah, he doesn't face. really bark. That was a fake. Tough to do. <laughs> Uh, with our last pick, uh, I'm I actually am gonna go with the center here, because um, I think he would complement uh, AD really well. Um, you, you kind of I understand that this isn't necessarily in the basketball sense, but because it eventually obviously it ties back to basketball, I'm gonna go with uh, just it, this is just a game right here of chemistry and uh, and a little bit of hometown flavor. Uh, Alana's going to like this pick from your Los Angeles Lakers, the Big Diesel, the Big Aristotle, 
Showtime, Shaquille O'Neal. Welcome to Vader. I love him. I love him so much. DJ Shaq so DJ. Uh, I mean, let me I... tell you why. Let me tell you why. Um, obviously, like, yeah, I know we kind of said that, like, obviously it would make sense to pick all these obvious players. I didn't pick him because of his dominance. I picked him because I feel like in the grand scheme of things, he was just such a great defender in his time, and he was just so big. And in his prime, he's also very agile. People forget that. And I'm not looking for Shaquille to put up points or anything. I'm looking for him to guard that net, and I'm looking for him to be an asset for my team. And um, a lot of my team comes down to duos, and it comes down to chemistry. And is there really a, a better duo in NBA history with the exception of maybe MJ and Scotty in Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant. Um, we have uh, LeBron and AD who are very close. Uh, we have Shaquille and Kobe Bryant. Uh, you could make the argument that KD would fit in really well with uh, Kawhi Leonard. Um, the only really the only odd man out, in my opinion, is Dennis Rodman, but I feel like because of how, how versatile he is as a defender, he'll fit really well in with his team. I mean, he fit in really well with those with those uh, Bulls back in their day. Um, and, uh, I mean, how can you not pick the big Shaq daddy? He is just – he's the man. He's so great. Superman. He's my favorite. Superman. He was one of the three basketball players I knew before I came to DePaul. I knew LeBron James, <laughs> a Shaquille O'Neal, and Kobe Bryant. And, and that's all it. that more. <laughs> battalion, baby. Man. Pow, Pow is just getting left out dry. <laughs> I love Pau Gasol and also Marc Gasol. Both Pau. of them, fantastic. <laughs> I knew who he was, but I didn't know his name. I just knew that he was Had like I an not Asian. picked Shaq, Pau Gasol was on my second team. Okay, okay, okay. I love Pau Gasol. Well, I grew up watching Pau Gasol. I, I think both of us. Shaq, to be honest, so I, I, that's why I, picked, I took Shaq. I had to take him. Both of us have some stacked teams. Um... I like the passing I have on my team. I think everybody on my roster can pass, even if they're not. Obviously, like, you know, your keeper doesn't need to be a great passer. Your seeker doesn't have to be a great passer because it's not really what they do in terms of, like, Quidditch itself. But I, I think both of us have good teams. It'd be interesting to see uh, how they would match up against each other. But for the sake of time, and because I think Skype cuts you off at 60 minutes of recording, <laughs> we're going to call it a night. We are 58 minutes in. But wow. we're, we're gonna call it call it a night. Alana, thank you for coming on as a guest today. It, it's we've really enjoyed it, and we we enjoyed your hockey enthusiasm, and we enjoyed your dog. Yes, he's beautiful. We we just wish we could have got a bark out of him. Thank you for listening to the first edition of the Boston Roots podcast. Be sure to check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor FM. Once again, thank you for tuning in, and uh, we hope you enjoy our content over the next few weeks while we're staying inside.